go and you pray and you say, my father, or you say, our father, or, or father, or Abba, you are in those words conveying a truth. And that truth is that you belong to him. And he knows you. Are you looking for meaning or a word from God that's relevant to your life? Are you searching for a better understanding of who God is? Well, you're in the right place. You found the Gary Talks About God podcast. This is a weekly podcast that comes to you from the pulpit of Red Bank Missionary Baptist Church in Germantown, North Carolina. The podcast is hosted by Red Bank Senior Pastor Gary Sanders. Now let's get ready to take that walk through God's Word with our pastor, teacher, and friend. Hey, he's that guy we call Gary. Matthew chapter 6, right in the middle of the sermon uh, on the mount. I think most of you probably have a, a daily routine. Uh, I do as, as well. And one of my daily routines that started probably with in the past year is uh, all of us with smartphones now, you know, all the, the myriad of apps that are out there, all the different games that are out there. There's this one app, I forget the name of it, that has different games every day that you, you can do. And, and I try to do those each day. To, you know, I tell myself it's to help keep my mind sharp to think in different manners. And they have your typical games, you know, like a word search or a crossword. And, and they have this other one that's called a picture cross. I don't know if you know what picture cross is, so I, I will try my best to explain it because it's a little bit difficult. Think of a tic-tac-toe board, but not just one, but several, maybe like nine tic-tac-toe boards connected to each other. And so you've got these little blocks, you know, going across and down. And out to the left or to the top of those number or blocks, they'll give you numbers. They'll give you a number uh, like 10 and 1. And so the idea is there's 12 grids, 12 blocks that go across. And in those 12 blocks, you're going to shade in 10 blocks in a row. And then you're going to shade in one other block. And, and the trick is that there's a space somewhere in there. So if, if, if that's the case, there's 12 rows, 12 blocks, and it says 10 and 1, you know that it's going to be the first 10, then a space, and then you're going to shade in the last block, and you have those shaded in. Well, the idea is as you do this down through the numbers, you end up with a picture. Now, many times I've gotten finished with those picture crosses and looked at it and, and, and said this, what is that? For instance, this morning was fondue. So it had like a little picture of a skewer with something on the end of the skewer, roasting it over or sticking it in oil. Now, it didn't look anything like fondue. I mean, I mean you're not going to, to misunderstand that for, for that. It's not like a work of art where it's really detailed. It's, you kind of have to look at it and squint your eyes and think, maybe. But every time I, I get finished with them, I ask, all right, what, what is it? What, what is it? And I tell you that because I think sometimes when we come to prayer, we ask that same question. We come to prayer and we say, what is it? What, what, what is prayer? Now, on the, the very basic level, and we're not going to talk about this one this morning, the very basic level that we all would say, if somebody says, what is, what is prayer? And I asked you, most of you would say this, talking to God, which it is. That is a correct statement. I would add that we need to put in, after talking, the words, and listening. All right. Sometimes in prayer, we need to talk, 
And then we need to take the psalmist's advice where it says, be still and know that I am God. We need to be still and listen because I've found, and this is deeply theological, all right? And, and y'all are going to be impressed by this. When you stop talking, you can hear better, right? I've, I had to, I, I got degrees to prove that. I mean, you know, that one's for free. So we got to stop talking. But is, but is that all prayer is? Is, is all prayer, and, and that would be enough if it is, I mean, let's be honest, but is, is prayer just talking to and listening to God? Or are there some other things that prayer is that we don't maybe sometimes think about? Well, when we go to Matthew chapter 6, and Jesus comes to this portion in the Sermon on the Mount, He's going to touch on prayer. And as we look through those 13 verses this morning, what we're going to find out is, Prayer can be described in more ways than just talking to and listening to God. So let's read what he says in Matthew chapter 1. And what I'm going to do, since we're talking about prayer this morning, I'm going to read verse 1 of Matthew chapter 6, and then I'm going to jump down to verse 5 and read through verse 13. Jesus speaking says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people, in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Verse 5, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty praises as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So this morning, from those verses, I want to give you four prayer, prayer is sentences and let you fill in the blanks of what prayer is. And the first thing that Jesus tells us is prayer is righteousness in practice. He tells us that prayer is righteousness in practice. Look at verse 1. This is where you see this. He says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people. Now, as Jesus is going through the Sermon on the Mount, and specifically this section, what you see is he makes that kind That's a topic sentence, right? Y'all remember a topic sentence, right? His topic sentence, do not practice your righteousness uh, before other people. And then he immediately discusses three areas. Okay, the first one is giving. The second one is prayer, and the third one down in verse 16 is fasting. Now, when you look at that, what you're going to find out is that giving takes up three verses, fasting takes up three verses, but prayer takes up the bulk of this section of practicing righteousness. Prayer is righteousness in practice. It's righteousness in action. Now, what that means for us today is, that God expects us to do this. He doesn't say, 
don't practice righteousness. He says, beware of practicing your righteousness in front of other people. If you do it for other people, you're looking for their glory instead of Him to build you up and to encourage you. And for God to glorify you, you want to be glorified by man. But the point I really want us to see is that sometimes we think of, of, of righteous activities and, and we think, is there anything that God has commanded us to do? And, and I don't know that we put prayer, we, we think of it as, yes, we're commanded to do it, but we don't see the righteous aspect of it that God is attached to it. He's looking at us and saying, you're my people, and I expect you to do some things. Go back to the Old Testament. Now, Ten Commandments uh, was on Sunday school this morning. And, and we all know the Ten Commandments, the do's and the don'ts. But then you read more of the Old Testament, and, and you get all those laws that we've talked about, where God instructs His people. He says, this is how... I want you as my covenant people to practice your righteousness in Israel as I have called you and gathered you in the land. This is what I want you to do. And he says, I want you to practice righteousness as, as you go and pray. I want you to practice righteousness as you give, and we understand that. He says, but I want you to practice righteousness as you go and you make sacrifices. I want you to practice righteousness as you obey the moral laws that I have given you, I want you to practice righteousness when I have told you not to, to, to bring in wives or husbands from pagan nations. I want you to practice righteousness in how you prepare your foods and what you wear and how you behave. God says, look, my covenant people, I want you to practice righteousness in this way. Now, we are part of the New Testament, so some of those laws don't apply to us today. We don't go to temple and sacrifice. I've told you more than once, thank goodness. You, you, you know, I would not be, if, if, if my job required sacrifices, I would not be a pastor today. Yet, we're still told to practice righteousness. Because what does Jesus say, right? I did not come to abolish the law, but I've come to fulfill it. So He has come to fulfill all the aspects of God's moral law. He's come to fulfill that so that we can be saved. And at the same time, He says, while I'm doing that, then He talks about up in the bar, right? He says it's not just that you commit adultery, it's you look on a woman with your own heart, you've committed adultery. There's still righteous acts. Did you see how He just takes it and ties it back to God's moral law? God's moral law then and God's moral law now is still in effect. And so as we practice righteousness, one aspect of practicing righteousness is prayer. Where we come and we talk to Him. And we need to be quiet enough to be quiet and to hear Him talk back. Prayer needs to be a two-way communication. But is this righteousness in practice? Righteousness in action? So how's your righteousness? Are you, are you practicing righteousness on a, a daily basis? Or is your righteousness in that area maybe lacking just a little bit? But then he goes on. And he tells us that prayer is a humble endeavor. Prayer is a humble endeavor. In verses... Verses 5 down through verse 8, he tells us what not to do. He says, don't be a hypocrite. Don't, don't be puffed up. Don't be proud. Instead, prayer needs to be humble. And he says, here's two examples. And the first one is, 
He says, don't be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may be seen by others. What's he talking about? Well, the Jews would go and, and they would pray three times a day. It, it, was, it was their righteousness in practice. And so it would be time to pray and they would pray. And if they were in the synagogue, they would stand up and pray in the synagogue. Somebody would be called on to pray. You know, we've done that here in the church, right? You call on somebody to pray. It's, it's a well-worn <laughs> aspect of, of gathering together and praying together. But when you call on someone to pray, that by necessity also excludes other people from praying, right? I mean, you're not being rude, but if you call on one, it excludes the others. So what would people do? Well, one of two things would happen. One, they'd be so excited they were called on to pray in the synagogue that they would stand up and, 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 and they, would, they would pray. But it wasn't to God. It was to everybody in the synagogue. It is, look at how I can talk to God. Right? It, it, oh, great God, Jehovah, God, who, who is the one, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, who is and was and yet to come, and, and, and go on and on and on. And, 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 and everybody's like, wow, look at them. You know? That'd be like, you know, today, you know, getting up here, and, and I can't think of any big theological words at the moment, but just, you know, trying to throw them in. Thank you, God, for... Uh, the propitiation of the antinomianism that that and, and that makes no sense those two words together and and, and the pre-delivery and, and just you know all these words that are biblical or theological but make no sense because I have no desire for God to look down on me and be pleased with my prayer I want y'all as you're walking out to walk up on and pat me on the back and go Gary wow I don't know what you said but it sounded good. That's what they would do. But what they would also do is, if they weren't on the, in the synagogue that day, they would stand on the street corners and, and, and start praying. Now, this isn't prayer walking. We've done prayer walking. This isn't prayer walking. This is, oh, it's time to pray. Who's around me? And, and let me, you know, drop down on my knees and assume the posture. Let me be out here again so that everybody can see me. And let me talk really loudly so as everybody's walking by, they can look and go, wow, you know, he's a lot more godly than me because he's praying and I'm walking. They're doing that, Jesus says, because they want the reward to be from men. They want the applause of men. Which, let's, let's be honest, feels good every now and then to get an attaboy, doesn't it? Right? I mean, it, it, it does. We like to be patted on the back. We, we do something, and, and we like for people to notice that we did something, and, and somebody going, you did a good job. So it'd be real easy to go from, I'm doing this because I'm in reverence to God, to, wow, I really like that. <laughs> that felt good. So now instead of a humble endeavor where I come to God humbly and submissively, where I want to commune with Him, I'm wanting everybody else to look at me. And Jesus says, don't be like that. He says, instead, He says, go into your, uh, your room and, and shut the door and pray to your Father in secret. Now, just this does not mean we don't pray in public. That's not what Jesus is saying, okay? 
What he's saying is, it's actually, it's a great truth because that, that word for room there, it really is referring to like a storeroom and most likely the only room in a house at this time that would have a lock. Right? So they would have this one storeroom where they would keep their valuables and, and they would lock it. No electricity. Okay? So when they walked into that room that's on the inside of the house with no windows and no electricity and they shut the door, it's dark, right? You're there by yourself in the dark and you would think, okay, I'm here in secret. Surely God's not here. But then Jesus says, you know what? When you go in there and you're in there in the dark, and you expect to find nothing, what you actually find is God is there. And He hears you. And He's meeting with you. It's kind of humbling to think that if you go where no one else is, God is still there. Probably shouldn't do this, but quick tangential soapbox. Father, we know that where two or three are gathered in your name, you're there too. That is in the context of church discipline. That is not in the context of prayer. That is not in the context of gathering together for worship. It has to do with church discipline and witnesses. This verse is better because it's singular and it says, when you alone go into your secret room to pray, God is there with you. Find two or three to pray with, that's great. That's wonderful. We do that when we were meeting on Sunday nights. We did that. It's awesome. This verse, though, is awesomer. Because when I go into my secret room to pray, and it's just me, I have been assured that God is there, and that I will see Him, and He will see me. And He knows that I'm there. Nobody else in the world may know that I'm locked in a closet, but God knows. And he says, I'm going to reward you because he sees in the secret places of our hearts. He also says, do not be like, and it says, by the Gentiles who heap up empty phrases. So the Gentiles are the people who are outside the covenant community. They can't call on God as Father. So basically what they have to do is, is, is the, the best way to think of this, honestly, is to think of a three-year-old child who's right beside you and tapping you on the leg and going, Dad, 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 Mom, Mom, pitch it, Mom, 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 Mom. That's what this is. The Gentiles don't know God, so they have to badger God to notice them. Let me ask you this. If you are God and you're not, would they get on your nerves? God don't mind. I'm not God. I was just a dad. Jesus is saying, look, you don't have to badger God. You don't have to, to say all these empty phrases. You don't have to go, God, 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 are you there? And, and, and just, just mumble and babble and say things over and 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 over again until God just finally goes, have you ever said this? If you will just be quiet, we'll do it. Because at that point, again, it's not a humble endeavor. It's, it's what you're doing 
through your many words, as flowerly and as, as, as theological as they may be, to try to get God to move to do what you want to do because of what you're doing. And Jesus says, that's not what you're supposed to do. It's, it's not badgering God. It's a humble endeavor where we come into our secret place in that secret room and, and with sometimes a brevity of words, pour out our heart to Him and allow Him to pour into our hearts. Prayer is, is a humble endeavor. But then thirdly, Jesus tells us that prayer is a discipleship mark. It's a discipleship mark. He says in verse 7, or excuse me, uh, where are all this? He says, oh, just kind of track through. Look at the end of verse 6. It says, and your father, and then you go to verse 8, where again Jesus says, your father. Then verse 9, he says, our father. What Jesus is pointing at here and the fact of those personal pronouns is that there is a level of discipleship happening here. And the discipleship and the prayer is, is what marks you as a disciple of Christ. The fact that you go and, and, and you pray, Our Father, My Father. We, we know Him on two levels. First of all, we can claim Him as, as ours. We, we all know this, and I use the analogy many times, six kids can, can claim me as their father. That, that's it. No one else can. But they have that intimate relationship with me where they can come and use those two words together. Jesus is saying, as His disciples, as people who have come to know Him as Lord and Savior, we can come in that same intimacy and say, my Father, our Father, and, and, and use that name of intimacy and closeness and, and connection to Him as, as we talk to Him. We need to realize and understand that why it's called the, the, the Lord's Prayer, and it's called that for a reason. This is really... The disciples' prayer. This is the prayer given to us on how to pray. I mean, think, have you ever thought that Jesus doesn't need to pray this? Even though it says Lord's Prayer in your, your Bible, have you ever thought Jesus doesn't need to pray this? But we as disciples do. Because it tells us that, that we belong to Him. That we are His. So when you go and you pray, and you say, My Father, or you say, Our Father, or, or Father, or Abba, or whatever, you are, in those words, conveying a truth. And that truth is that you belong to Him. And He knows you. And He's going to listen to you. Just like in families when a kid comes up to you and says, Hey Dad, and you stop and you pay attention and you listen and you interact. As a disciple of Christ, we come and, 
And we say, our Father, Abba, and we interact with Him in prayer. And prayer is a mark of discipleship. And then finally, this morning, prayer is a submissive act. Prayer is a submissive act. We'll go into more depth in this, I think, next week as we look at the prayer itself. But when you go through here and you look at how it is divided up, you've got those first three verses in in, in heaven where it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's all about God. It's all about submitting our will to God's will. Saying, all right, God, this is what I want. This, this is what I want. Do, do y'all know what y'all want? I, I'm, I'm pretty good at knowing what I want. You know what you want? We, we all do, right? And so it's really easy to go, God, this is what I want. One of the best ways to see this is where? In our prayers. Our prayers reveal to us, to those around us, and to God exactly what we want. Right? Think about how we pray. It tells God exactly what we want. So we come to God in prayer, and, and we pray these, and, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There, there's nothing wrong in coming to God and saying, God, this is going on in my life. God, this is how I would like for it to be resolved. This is maybe how I see it. At the same time, there at the end, not as just vain words, we need to have a, a thought or an addition or a sentence that says, God, but ultimately your will. Because what we find out is this may be our will and this is what we're praying and God says, I hear you. However, we're going to go this route. And in that moment, what we have to decide is whose will submits to the other. Do I submit my will to God? Or do I decide to submit God's will to me? And say, you know what, God, I hear you. But um, I still like my, my, my choice better. So I'm going to go down my path. And um, I'll see you when I get finished. Well, that's not really a submissive act, is it? At that point, we didn't even need to pray. I mean, prayer comes to God and says, God, I'm going to submit what you want. I'm going to submit what I want to what you want. And as we do that, what we find out is God's will, though different than ours, is going to be better for us in the long run than what we wanted to begin with. But if we won't submit ourselves to His will, we will never see that. We will never understand that. Jesus continues and says, Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Again, when you look at those, even though it doesn't say, you know, Father, your will, you look at those three things, the daily bread and the forgiveness of debts and not leading us into temptation, it is also a submissive act where we are submitting to God to provide for us what we need. There was a question in Sunday school that, that, that you may have got. That I, I leave Sunday school early to get, to get ready for this. 
And, and there was a question, I don't know if you got to it, it was the last question, I can't quite remember what it was, but it was on the, it's on idolatry this morning. And, and as I was sitting there and I was looking at the question, I was thinking, you know, sometimes, or, or when is it easy to make an idol or, or something, I, I can't remember, or, or, or something about yourself, it was the last question. And I, I thought, you know what, the easiest way that, that we can make idols for ourselves is when we think we know how to do it. When, when, when we just become dependent on ourselves. Because we live in a culture today that one has told us to be your own person, do it yourself, do whatever you want, it all depends on you. And then at the same time, we live in a culture in a time where it's, it's hard to see the supernatural. It's, it's hard to see how we need God daily. When you go through this daily bread, we don't grow our own food. We just go to the grocery store. And if one grocery store is out, what do we do? We go to the other grocery store. Or if we go and, and we want one particular cereal and they don't have Fruit Loops, oh, okay, we'll get Rice Krispies. We, we don't forgive uh, debts and we don't worry about leading into temptation because at the current moment we don't see evil anywhere it seems like. So it's all about self. We can do it. We can do it ourselves. We don't, we don't need God. And at that point, again, there's no submissive act. Yet we still need God to provide for us daily just as He provided for the Israelites and provided for the audience that Jesus is talking to then. We need His daily provision in our lives. And to do that, We've got to submit ourselves to him so that we can understand so that we can see and see him working and allow him to lead us and guide us. When we come to God in prayer, we're submitting ourselves to him. And for a country that doesn't like to submit ourselves to other people, that's hard. <laughs> If that's exactly what it is. It recognizes what? That He is King of kings, Lord of lords, God of gods. He is above all. And He is in charge. And when we have come to confess Him as Lord and Savior, right? We got, we're good on the Savior part, but that Lord part is the hard part because when we say, you're my Lord and my Savior, those words say, you saved me from my sins and now I'm going to submit myself to you and to your authority. And when we come to Him in prayer, that's exactly what we're doing. So what is prayer? You know, it's so much more than we talked about today. But it's a time when we go and we speak to God and allow Him to speak back to us in a humble, submissive way, practicing the righteousness that He has called us to do as a mark of His child. That's what prayer is. That's what, how we need to view it. So how are you doing in those areas this morning? Probably each and every one of us would answer that question, well, we probably could do a little bit better. And in prayer, 
we can probably always do just a little bit better. You've been listening to the Gary Talks About God podcast. Are you looking for a church? Well, Red Bank Missionary Baptist Church is a community of believers who exist to glorify God and see transform lives through the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can find us on the web at www.redbankmbc.com. Also, come visit us on Sunday at 8104 Red Bank Road in Germantown, North Carolina. Did you like this podcast? We put one out each and every week, so don't forget to subscribe. We hope this has been a blessing to you, and we thank you for listening.